0: Welcome to Free Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about education. There's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry will prepare you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil, Ephesians six ten through 11. I would like to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, contact Safe Storage of Columbia, Mount Pleasant, and Hohenwall at safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. You can also connect with me on Instagram. Facebook, via email, and I am also a monthly contributor to the Murfreesboro Pulse, so you can find me at borough, B-O-R-O, pulse, P-U-L-S-E dot com. You can see all the articles there that I have written to date about education. If you are in Tennessee, there's a Senate bill that you need to be aware of that's coming up for vote. It's Senate Bill 1204. It authorizes a local LEA to revise its family life curriculum to include instruction on contraceptives, consent, pregnancy, abortion, and certain relationship and communication skills. It specifies that an individual or organization does not endorse student non-abstinence as an appropriate or acceptable behavior or promote gateway sexual activity in violation of state law by providing such instruction. So legislatures across the United States are either back in session or they're getting ready to head back into session. And you really need to be aware of bills that are coming to your house and Senate. If there's something that you see that you do not agree with, please make sure to contact your representatives and also send that information to me too, so that we can discuss it on this radio show and inform parents across the nation about what is going on with our lawmakers. So tell me what's happening in your state. I'm excited about tonight's guest. His name is Riley Flack. Riley and I connected via my For Your Children Facebook page. Let me tell you a little bit about Riley. Riley is a God-fearing Jesus-saved war veteran married to Lisa for 15 years. They have three daughters, Peyton, who is 12, Ella, who is nine, and Avery, who is four. Riley became social media famous back when he addressed the local school board and some major media outlets picked it up. So, uh, Riley, first, I want to say thank you for your service.
1: My pleasure.
0: And then can you tell us a little bit, fill our listeners in about what happened? If I'm not mistaken, didn't Blaze pick that up, that video up and share it?
1: Yes, ma'am. We got to go a little back even before that. Um, Okay. So, What happened was originally um, there were boys being allowed into my daughter's bathroom. Oh wow! Um, And and so we went to uh, we went to battle uh, the school board about that, um, and they fought to keep them there. Um, Well, we we had enough. We put we were able to put enough pressure on them um, out of Stillwater because no other district in Oklahoma would admit or put it on paper that they were doing this. Right. So we got them. We got the, We got them documented as doing it, and um, so we were able to put some heat on the legislature. And in about, I'd say it took less than six weeks. We got the legislature to pass a law um, that stopped that. It, it actually has a five percent funding hit if a school is caught doing it. Oh wow! So there are actually, so actually, some repercussions, which is kind of unique. I think as as I'm learning. Right. Um, but what helped me along that path was um, Lib, Libs a TikTok pushed around something, and I ended up on Laura Ingram's show within like 24 hours of um, nobody having heard my name ever.
0: Right, right. Um,
1: and so fast forward from there, um, I found some pornography in the schools. Well, and I tried to work with my school board and superintendent, but as you can imagine, they aren't too eager to work with me. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I don't tend to mince words, and um, when I get involved, something needs to get fixed. Um, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I wasn't proactive in this in this deal like we should have been, which is how we end up here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nobody's fault but ours. But um, that being said, uh, lives a TikTok again retweeted the video of me reading a book to the school board, and then that went. Then I ended up on Jesse waters show and, and, and I didn't know, I don't do news. I don't, right. you know, I'm not some professional guy. I'm just like a dad with daughters who's like, right. <laughs> I'm a, who is hot.
0: Right. You know, they,
1: and, and these people. And so I ended up with Jesse waters and then the blaze picked it up and just played the video of me talking to the school board. And it was like 5 million views and then a bunch of blue check marks everywhere. So I, it went a hundred million places. I mean, oh, that's literally.
0: fantastic! I saw that and I watched all this unfold. And I just recently saw a clip on your Facebook page where I guess you just recently addressed your school board again, and you were asking them to do a show of hands um, in regards to how many of them how many of them thought pornography should be allowed in the classroom. So that was pretty interesting. So, kind of fill us in now what you have going on. You're in Oklahoma, correct? yes ma'am so kind of fill us in on what you have going on right now currently in education in Oklahoma and where you are in this fight
1: yeah so there's a there's definitely a lot going on you mentioned the legislatures are in session they they certainly are here they've been in like 15 20 days something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and education is a real big topic we're talking a lot about school choice up here or um yes. and so there's lots of double-edged swords in that discussion but Um, So there's the House and the Senate are working together, got different ideas. The House yesterday passed a tax credit um, school choice bill that would give families a tax credit of five thousand dollars, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, which, uh, you know, I'm a little more easy on the tax credit, although I still think I'm still leery. You know, they for
0: for good uh, reason. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, so there's that going on and then I've got newly elected um our state superintendent of, uh, of public instruction he he's uh you probably heard of him Ryan Walters is his name
0: yeah he's
1: working he's working pretty closely with um the folks in Florida who I think seem to be doing a decent job with trying to push out some of this stuff mm-hmm. from the school systems um but it's it's whack-a-mole and,
0: absolutely
1: and, yes. And so anyway, um, that's kind of where it is. I, you mentioned that little, little part where I I, I surveyed, haha, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the, school, the school board, um, because they always give they try to give kids insane surveys, right? Right.
0: Like, yes. Absolutely.
1: Well, they apparently they got there's a law here that the, the school board association likes to use and wield to try to silence and keep parents from talking to the school board well apparently you're not they're not allowed to engage with you while you're while you're talking to them and so I I, I knew that and Mm -hmm. so I was going to ask them a question hey they don't even have to engage they can just raise their hand I asked them if they could raise their hand if they think pornography does not belong in schools and of course you're not allowed to interact with me I know that but one of one of them interrupts me
0: yes I see I saw this
1: (laughs) to tell to tell me that she can't interrupt (laughs) me Yes. How hilarious. The
0: irony, the irony.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's kind of the status um we're battling. It's a war.
0: Right. Are they do you have a lot of parents that are coming to school board meetings that are speaking out about these topics?
1: Golly, that would be nice. That would be <laughs> nice. That's um, what
0: we see here locally as well. Yes,
1: Not many parents. And I, yes. And I think what I think you could, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to discern where it is. Cause I'm kind of the fixer. Like I don't, there's no fluff. I don't need to, we don't need to cry about it. We need to fix mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so like, where, how do we fix this? Where's it coming from? How has it gotten here? Well, I always end up back at a church and uh, <laughs> where, are <they? laughs> exactly. where are the Christians? Where are these churches where they're, you know, I almost, are, are Christians now Buddhists? Is that, is that how, where we are? <laughs> I um, know
0: exactly what you're saying. I have an article that it, when this, when this um, interview airs, it will have already been released, but my newest article that I have most recent recently penned is called, Where Are the Men?
1: Yeah. And we yeah. speak
0: specifically about this. And so speaking along that same vein, tell me what you think. Your perspective as a dad. What is your your fa- a father's perspective in regards to biblical education?
1: Um, there, from as a father who's a who's a follower of Christ, there isn't another option. Uh, I don't I don't know how you build. Um, essentially, if you, if that isn't if the Bible isn't the foundation of your education, then you're building on sand. Absolutely. Um, we want to build on the rock. And boy, it's, it's, it's not a, it, it's, it's impossible in public school. I think that was what public school was in fact designed to, to do is to build mm-hmm. on sand. Yes. And, and so that I, I don't know how, as a father, uh, my moral obligation and responsibility is to, to guide and steer and oversee the education Um, and moral upbringing of my children Mm -hmm. and what I've seen and witnessed and learned is that the public education system is usurping my moral authority as a parent Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you know it's not nuanced it's I mean these people aren't hiding there's literally pornography in the schools they're literally trying to turn kids into other genders Mm -hmm. I mean these things are actually happening it's not hidden and meanwhile you know you go back to i I just want to fix it i want to i want to protect children in my community and my kids and there is not you know i have one pastor come with me and and about three or four other men to each school board meeting Mm -hmm. and that's it and i and i mean i'm in the bible belt there's lots there's (laughs) lots of pastors around here and i've been and talked to a lot of them and they all agree with me and they all say thank you but they say it quietly Exactly. And then they go about their day. Mm-hmm. And eventually, eventually, you know, I'm I'm calling out the school board, but eventually I'm going to have to move to calling out pastors and churches.
0: Yep. That's exactly and- where I am. I, I penned an article months ago back during the summer titled The Elephant in the Room. And that's exactly what it does. It calls out our pastors, our churches, our church leaders. Where are you? You know, this is not anything new. This push started years ago with the influence of the Frankfurt School. And one of their goals was to destroy society by means of all of this gender confusion and sexual perversion. And and they have been very successful in what they have done. And so and even even prior to that, the school systems, they teach evolution as fact. So they teach, you know, humanism. And if you're a Christian, that is the very antithesis of what the Bible tells us. So, you know, how I know growing up as a child and and then even as a young adult and then as a married um, mother with children, I have not heard any church locally here in our area preach from the pulpit that public schools teach evolution as fact and why that's wrong.
1: Yeah. And and how how far that goes when you carry it out 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And what that does
0: is a foundational
1: principle that you're, you know, if you you, essentially, I don't know, you're denying God at this point. Absolutely. Silence it, your silence as a church body, as a believer individually, you know, I'm not under any illusion that everyone can go and speak out against this. Right. But, but, there has got to be more men stand up and, and and get to work. This it's going to take work. You got to face fear. You got to be willing Mm to risk losing your job. You got to be willing to lose, lose friends, lose Mm -hmm. family. But Jesus said all that was going to happen.
0: Amen. He He certainly did. Yes.
1: Anyway. Yeah. The, uh, I just keep coming back to that. And that's where I I read that article you you, you wrote and mentioned. I think I shared it, too. It was Mm -hmm. fantastic and dead on.
0: Well, thank you for that. Well, tell us a little bit. I know that you're also a homeschool dad. Could you tell us a little bit about your personal, your family's personal homeschool journey?
1: Yeah. um, So, of course, during COVID, they shut schools and they tried to muzzle my kid when they did. And then they were talking about they were toying with the idea of forcing you to get jabbed and you know it was was all insane and then we started seeing some of the curriculum well um we my my nine-year-old and my four-year-old my wife decided that she was gonna um, quit her job and teach them from home Mm -hmm. and started with just the online public you know because it was so quick it happened so suddenly we didn't know what we were doing. My wife is not, you know, we think of our we don't give ourselves a lot of credit. My wife's not a teacher. Well, we've Baloney. been conditioned
0: to believe yeah. that. That's exactly <laughs> right. I mean that's what and you know, I, I watched um a documentary recently and Sam Sorbo was was speaking and she said, When parents say to me, I'm not qualified to teach my children, I look at them and say congratulations. They've won. They've beat you because that is the goal. And that has always been the goal to make parents feel that they're not equipped, but they are.
1: That's right. I mean, um, God gave the kids to you.
0: Absolutely. And,
1: and we teach them every day all the stuff that actually matters. Yeah. And you put into that, you know, some, some what well, the journey from that, that didn't work at all. It was horrible. Um, and so I had a friend um talk about this classical Christian um, homeschool that um, we didn't know anything about. And they, and, but we went to a little session to learn about it. And it was, they do one day on Monday, they do a full day at school. There's teachers and, you know, some other kids. And um so they've been doing that for, for two years. Um And my wife's been doing a fan phenomenal job. And yes. um she's, taking a, a, you know, she's taking this on head first and it's not a light, it's not a light lift. I mean, nobody should kid themselves, but it's the, um, it's, it's, it's one's moral responsibility. Once you see what's going on, you know, to look the other way, eventually you become complicit and you're going to be responsible you're gonna for your, you're, you're going to be responsible for your kid turning from God. If you didn't build the foundation which is very, it, it starts with creation
0: mm-hmm. and that's the that's, very and beginning. Genocide. That's right.
1: <laughs> and that's what's being usurped along yes. with everything else. Um,
0: yes. It, it, it's a sad state. I'm glad to see that the scales are being removed from many eyes. And I say this, we still have a long way to go, a really long way to go. I would love nothing more than for Christian parents all across the nation, every single one of them, To pull their children out of this system that is teaching them that their faith is a lie. We are, you know, the very beginning of all my radio shows always begins with there's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. And there really is. And we need for more Christians to realize the urgency in this, that we need to act now before we lose more. Um, Israel Wayne was recently a guest on the show and he and I discussed this and we were talking about the statistics in regards to the numbers of youth that are falling away from the faith and depending on the denomination it varies but the average is 70 percent of Christian children fall away from their faith well no wonder they are taught from well now pre-k or even younger all the way up through 12th grade that their Christian faith is a lie and you know, parents will say, well, I take my children to church. They go to Sunday school. They go to youth group. They go to vacation Bible school. The sheer number of hours that your children are being taught and discipled by someone else, there's no way to counteract that with church on Sunday and Wednesday night. There's no, there's just no way. They are being bombarded. Children aren't fully discipled and you're sending them away into an establishment that is bent on teaching them that the Christian faith is a lie. So you're right. We have to act. Churches have to act. Pastors have to act. Um, Congratulations to you and your wife for deciding to take the leap into public school to homeschool. Um, God equips and he will lead and continue to guide you and your family and your wife along this journey. And it gets easier. I always tell parents at the very beginning of the homeschool journey, That first year is the hardest because you're just trying to figure out what you're doing and find your groove. And I think it's really important that parents de-school, not just the children, but themselves, too, because we have to unlearn everything that we thought education was. Have you found that to be? I know we did this and I was a public school teacher, a tenured public school teacher when we first started homeschooling. So I did What a lot of parents do and what I had been trained to do and indoctrinated to do, which was recreate public school at home. So that was probably your experience when you guys were using the online public school, because if you're listening to this and your kids did virtual school via the public school system at home during COVID, that's not homeschooling. That's just public Mm -hmm. school at home. (laughs) Is that what you guys found to be true?
1: Yeah, it it was it was clunky. It was. it was you know it, it was everything you would expect once the scales come off from a virtual public school
0: yes, uh, yes. it was
1: nothing yes. nothing we were looking for nothing was built on anything that was reinforced by reality right um, and and you know i it, the uh, the classical christian education where they she, she's learning latin and and they're both moving at at speeds that um you know they can move at which is a lot faster than what they would have got otherwise
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. yeah That it, it was it, public school um virtual or in person um it's a um it, it ends up at some point being moral blood on the parents hands
0: yes well you know and and we talked about i've, I've said this before too one of the good things that came out of covid was it really gave parents a firsthand opportunity to actually see what their children were being taught. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of parents pulled out during COVID and they didn't return. And in our state, uh, there was an article that was just released just several days ago, and it was discussing pretty much the mass exodus of the public school system. And of course, the homeschool numbers and private school numbers are way up. I think homeschooling used to be around two to 3%, but right now it's 20%. And I fully expect that number to grow because parents are really beginning to realize what's really going on. And then of course, there are people like yourself and and me <laughs> who are exposing this on a regular basis and encouraging parents to, to make the leap. Before we jump off here, let's talk a little bit about school choice. Give your perspective on school choice and and why you don't think it's a good idea.
1: So, yeah, um, school choice. Uh, so uh, there is so I have a uh, public university in my town, Oklahoma State, and it's considered a public university because why? Well, because it spends public tax dollars. So, um, and it's highly regulated because of that. And it's basically the center of woke left, leftism, godless Marxist critical theory, gender theory, all of it comes out of our two public universities. Mm -hmm. Well, imagine, and the reason why it's in there is because of these um, agreements and contracts and the federal money and all the red tape that comes with it. Well, if, if me as a homeschooler, if I accept a government voucher, that that lets the camel under the tent. So Absolutely. what? So what ha- So what happens is you get, you know, you're you're going to find regulators whether it's ten years, one year, twenty years. The, the once it the once the camel's nose is under the tent, it's a wrap. And these people play the long game.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: um, as a free market capitalist, I see. You know, it, it took, you know, I was really f- for school choice until I had a seasoned um, um, older lady who's been battling long before I realized there was a battle in this. Um, and she pulled me aside and said, Hold up, think about this. Oh, wow. And it didn't take but a second for me to realize that's where that goes. Um, but it's not, it, so we a tax credit is a better idea. How about? Um, It it still brings problems for me. How about you just tax us less, all of us? How about that?
0: (laughs) I've I've often said tax reform would be the answer where they don't take your money to begin with. Um, You know, boomerang money, money that goes into the hands of the government and then comes back to uh, individuals, taxpayers. I tell people all the time, those monies always come with strings. You do not want boomerang money. And and there's a huge push I don't think most parents realize because I know I didn't for years it took lots of research and a lot of time for me to understand exactly the big um monster that this is that we're we're looking at it's a push to globalize education and I try to remind parents constantly it the goal the end goal of this initiative is to destroy all forms of Private education. Because if homeschools that used to be private and they were receiving no government monies, if they start accepting government monies, then the government's going to control them. Private schools, yes, private schools that originally did not accept government money, once they start taking government monies, they may still maintain a, a name that they're a private school. But the reality is, once they accept those government funds, they too will become public and government mandated. Yeah. You know, that, you know, the strings will follow. All of that. So once that happens, there's no more private education. There's no more private private sector. And I had said to me today, we I was debating this with um, someone on my personal Facebook page, and they said it brings competition. You know, let the competition mm-hmm. begin. <clears throat> and my response to them is. What competition? You're all on the same you're all on the same team. If every single entity is accepting government money and all those entities are st- are controlled by the government, there who are you competing with? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, and so yeah. I, I encourage parents to really do their research.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're um you're you say that they're going to they're going to get rid of all private education. Well, I think you can take it a step further as far as their aim. And they're, they're going to, their aim is to end Christian. Oh yeah. That's education. the goal. Yes. That's and, the, end the goal. Yeah. You need the name of Christ. Boy, that's, you can boil all of it down to they're coming yeah. after him and us.
0: Yes. And, because the government is not going to fund curriculum <laughs> that teaches <laughs> a Christian worldview. They're not going to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think we got our hands full, but I think you're right. I think there is a a sleeping giant that um, is either going to wake up or God's hand is going to be fully removed from our country, and He's going to give us up one way or another. Jesus.
0: Yes, Amen. And and I want to say, Riley, I'm very thankful for you, and for being willing to take up the cross and to go to battle for the souls of our nation's children. Keep doing what you're doing. We need more men like you. We need more pastors. We need more churches. We need Christians to stand together and fight because the problem is you can have a lot of different voices. But until the voices band together and create a united front, they don't have as much power. We're more powerful when we're united.
1: Yeah, united um, on what is objectively true and what Christ says.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, I want to say thank you again to Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, contact safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 12.2. Christians, it's time that we go to battle. The souls of our nation's children are dependent on us. We have to protect the children at all costs. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night, and God bless.